Thanks for tuning in to the Bottom Dwellers Dive Shack. I'm your host, LB Diver, and this is your chamber run. So this week, we have a lot of news coming in. Um, just a quick update. The ship, the Ever Given, and the Suez Canal, that ship is now free, and uh, it's out, or it's making its way out of the canal as we speak. Um, after so many billions of dollars and, you know, lost, uh, this is not over for Evergreen. They uh, still have a lot that they're going to answer for, and uh, we look forward to uh, to finishing the story and kind of hearing hearing what happened, how the heck that ship got turned around and stuck like that. You know, was it human error? Was it you know environmental? It was. Uh, it's one of the biggest ships you know ever built, and uh, with all the containers stacked like that, they said it acted like a giant sail. Um, is it just excuses? I mean, there were ships that you know going going through that with no problem even in rough weather. So uh, we look forward to finding out the, uh, the answers and uh, getting to the bottom you know, of the story. And uh, we're still not really sure how much it's going to impact uh, our pocketbooks. Because again, you know, what happens in one part of the world directly affects us you know, here in the United States and other parts of the world as well. We know the Europeans are impacted, but uh, we, we could see some impacts here on the, uh, on the West Coast or East Coast. The other bit of news that we have is uh, Adrian now. Um, a little bit more info has been coming out about uh, about what happened over there. Um, ISIS has taken responsibility for uh, for the attacks, so uh, that has been confirmed. Before the news agencies were saying it was allegedly ISIS, now uh, it's it's confirmed it, it was ISIS uh, ISIS backed. Uh, it was ISIS. Uh, Adrian leaves behind a, uh, a wife and. Uh, Three children. He has. He had a. He has a ten-year-old boy, and two girls, ages uh, six and two. Um, so it's definitely uh, be deeply missed, and uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully they'll get some. Uh, they'll get some help in that part of the world. You know, so that way another family doesn't have to uh, have to go through that. Um, it looks like this private security firm, uh, uh, Dyke Dyke Security. They've been a. Uh, trying to airlift people out, but they're still undergoing a heavy fire from uh, ISIS. And uh, even though the Mozambican military is saying that they've ran them out, you know, we're hearing other news on the ground saying that they're in people's houses. And until you send troops house to house and get more boots on the ground, they're not going to get rid of them. So again, this is a a developing story that's uh, now finally, you know, being picked up a little bit in the United States. And we'll see, uh, we'll see what comes about uh, all this in the near future. We also want to hear uh, any stories that any of you might have that personally knew him. Um, please feel free to reach out to me and uh, we'll, we'll share your uh, emails or texts. Or if you want to leave a voice message uh, uh, expressing your condolences, we'll, we'll share those too. Um, we just kind of want to get to get to know and hear a little bit about uh, Adrian. So if you got any of that, let us uh, help share it. Um, also, uh, we want to know if there's going to be a fund. I know it's a little bit soon, but um, hopefully there'll be a fund set up for the uh, wife and children. And uh, if that happens, then we'll gladly uh, spread the word and uh, get the dive community to be able to uh, to kind of pitch in and just help out any way we can. Just let us know, you know, what you guys need, and uh, we're we're here. Um, this week we have a uh, diver spotlight. We're going to be speaking with a uh, police diver from the East Coast, from the Virginia area. And uh, she's going to tell us about kind of her daily routine as a police diver, what they do, what they go through, and uh, talk about that. And then uh, also we'll talk about uh, a little bit of uh, fitness and seeing how, you know, it can kind of motivate some of us that were once athletes before or once fit before and kind of wish to go back to, you know, that shape that we used to be. We're going to hear from a gym diver as well, uh, JC. From episode one, he's uh, our co-host tonight. So let's listen in as we speak with Kara. All right. Well, welcome to the uh, Bottom Dwellers Dive Shack. Uh, so, wow, this is a this is definitely a first here. We have our first uh, police officer diver. That's a uh, that's big news, isn't it? Now, before all you divers out there, give me those collective groans. I just heard it right now. <laughs> Didn't you hear that, JC? Hey, oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah those, oh my God, a police diver. <laughs> well, a lot of us really don't know exactly what police divers do. So that's why Kara's on here. She's going to talk a little bit about uh, 
about police diving and uh, going to talk about some other stuff too that's going to help uh, help to hopefully motivate us. And uh, we'll get into that later. But let's uh, first introduce uh, Kara. Kara, how are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me. All right. And uh, we have co-host uh, tonight as uh, JC. You guys know him as Jim Diver from doing? episode number one. Welcome back right to the on, show, right JC. Kara is a police officer on the East Coast, and uh, we've been following her uh, Instagram page for a little bit now. And, uh, you know, police divers, like I said, we don't we have an idea of what they do, but we don't quite really know exactly what they do. Um, can you give us like a little quick rundown on some of the jobs that you get called out for, Kara? Yep, it's here like so... a day to day, you know, like a daily. Like what, what's the yeah. average day for you, you know? So right now um, I do dive call outs part time. I'm still assigned to the road patrol. Technically, you know, that's my assignment. Um, but we have call outs probably three to four times a week. Um, and like, we have, for example, we have a call out tomorrow. It's about six hours for me because our team is so small, everybody on the team is going to go. Um, and what the operation for this one is, is a uh, murder victim in a car in the lake. And so our job is to kind of go and do a side scan sonar to try to locate the car and then, you know, very carefully bring the car up and not try to, you know, try not to damage any of the evidence, including trace evidence. Um, that's on the body if there is a body in there. Um, so that's kind of normal. I mean, that's kind of how our calls go. We are an assist agency by definition as far as what our call outs are. So we help other agencies, fire departments, um, you know, any type of drowning that happens, any evidence recovery that's needed. Someone thinks that, you know, a weapon was thrown into the water, we'll go in and recover it. Um, it's kind of just like a hodgepodge of things, like whatever people need us to do, we do. Sometimes we'll do stuff like reattach dock cables and like things like that. So it's not like, it's just, it's just kind of whatever, whatever people need. And it's interesting because people don't know that like, that's what we do. And it's like, you have to go in and kind of explain like, you know, that you can maintain all the evidence on a body or on guns or whatever it is, even though it's in the water. So that's a big part of what we do is like educating other agencies, especially police agencies, investigators, whoever's actually working cases as to like, you know, not messing up their, their case by assuming that all the evidence is gone. So most of the stuff that you're doing also is uh, on scuba, right? Yes. Okay. So how are, are you doing it? Are, are, are you uh do you have comms in the water? Do you have like the wireless comms in the water or do you just take notes on a slate? Um, most of the places that we dive is, you know, obviously zero visibility. So we have wireless comms if needed. Um, and then we have hardwire comms, you know, also if needed, if it's a well dive or something like that. Um, but most of what, most of the time, what we do is we just kind of like go over it on the surface and then you just go down and do it. Like you, you just kind of get into a routine with your dive partners and either there's really no need for communication while you're doing how it. Many, you... How many people do you usually go down with? You know, it, it... Um, for a car, it'd be about four, a body either by yourself or two. Um, so there's a lot of times, especially if you're doing an evident, like a gun recovery or something like that, you're by yourself. Right. But usually if, if it's like a, a bigger job, you got your buddy, uh, it's like pairs of two, right? Yep. Mm -hmm. oh. So a car, you would go down and, you know, and lift a car. You have two teams of two people, you know, one person for the, for the rear axle and, or one team for the rear axle and one team for the front axle. So how, how do you run a crime scene underwater? I mean, what are the yeah. details on that? Um, it would be basically the same as a crime scene on land. Um, if possible, you would go down kind of like, you know, make sure that you do a cursory search around your main item and that there aren't any other items around it and kind of get like your field laid out. And then, it, then you'd go down if at all possible with a video camera, like a GoPro and record how everything is without touching it. Um, and then we usually do, especially for things where you're trying to lift fingerprints or, um, like if it's a rape victim or something like that, that you're bringing up, you want to maintain like all the trace evidence on them. You're going to bring them up either in a mesh body bag 
or for like a gun, you're going to bring it up in a PVC pipe with a cap. So it's still going to be maintained in the water that it was in when you brought it up. Now, a lot of times that they, they, they call some of these units, like with the firefighters and, and lifeguards, they call them, uh, call them rescue units, like search and rescue. Mm-hmm. Um, for the most part, when you got to send a diver and you're not really doing a rescue, are you? It's mostly a yeah. recovery. No, we, right? we are by definition search and recovery um, just for that reason. And especially because of our response time, the fact that we're all over the state. Um, yeah, we're, we do search and recovery pretty much everything we do is recovery okay so i mean how do you get used to that i i know you're you know you were a police officer first before joining the dive team but it seems like that's kind of all you guys do is you know cars and and body recovery and evidence and stuff it's like how do you get used to to seeing like those bodies and stuff do you ever get used to it (laughs) yeah i mean you kind of look at it like sometimes you know it's just like anything else like something sometimes things just hit you and you just have to deal with it but for the most part it's kind of like the mindset of you know i have the ability to do this job and it's bringing that family closure and so like it's an honor for me to be able to do it for them and it really is and they're always so grateful you know that you've given them that and like you know that to me is worth it, especially if it's a child. Well, if it's anyone, but especially a child or something like that, that's like really hard to deal with. That's kind of what gets you through is knowing that you're helping that family with closure and with, you know, being able to grieve properly. So it's tough, but it has its purpose. Yeah. Well, thanks for talking about, I'm sorry. Uh, sorry for the question. You, you oh, know, no. but it's, it's, you know, we've, we've had friends that, that have had to recover, you know, bodies before, but I think it hits a little bit differently when, uh, when they know the person they worked alongside yeah, them, you know? And, uh, so that's kind of why I, I kind of asked that, you know, but, uh, yeah. So what did you do before becoming a police officer? Um, so let's, let's hear about Kara. <laughs> let's hear the early beginnings of this, uh, superhero, right? So, um, your origin. I never dove or did, I never got certified in scuba or anything before I got on the team. Um, I've always been comfortable in the water as a lifeguard, like from 16 to 20, I went to college, uh, swam competitively in college, um, and played soccer. And so I've always been like really active and then graduated from college and went straight to the state police Academy and was on for like two and a half years and a tryout came open for the search and recovery team and just kind of like on a whim was like, ah, I think I might want to do that. So I put my letter in to go and try out. And it happened to be that the basic school started on like a Monday and I was supposed to get married on the previous Saturday. So I went back and forth about it and I was like, well, obviously I can't miss it. Like, you know, if I try out, like I want to try out and like, you know, give it a hundred percent. And so my fiance, you know, my husband, now husband was like, if it's something you want to do, then like, you know, we'll get married on Saturday and I'll drop you off on Monday and like, I'll see you in nine weeks. (laughs) So that's literally what happened. (laughs) That's right. Yeah. I went through all the certifications and stuff and he was like, totally cool. Like, you know, letting me do that and like not being like, you know, disgruntled about it. So um yeah it was definitely the right decision for me and for, like i mean i love it it's my favorite part of my job so that's how i got on the team so you went straight from college to the academy mm-hmm. um i think that's kind of unusual you know most people you know want to go out and make that money <laughs> when they uh you know graduate right. college like what did you major in and stuff you know was it in criminal justice? Yep. So I majored in criminal justice and psychology and kind of my plan was always to get some law enforcement experience and then like potentially go federal. And so everything that I kind of did was, was to set myself up for that. Um, what I didn't anticipate was getting into with a law enforcement agency that I really like and that, you know, on a team that I really like. And so obviously I'm still here, but yeah, that was kind of like how I'd already set it up in my mind, you know, and what I wanted to do. So I applied for the academy before I even graduated from college and had put in for an online graduate program also to like set myself up to go, you know, federal. And so I did that also like during the academy, like part time. 
And then, you know, now here I am like eight years later, still here hanging out, but I mean, I love it for now. So. That's pretty cool. That That's pretty neat how you kind of, you know, you knew what you wanted to do and you're going for it and still going for it. And uh, who knows, you know, you might be on the, you know, FBI police, you know, FBI dive team. That'd be pretty yeah. cool too. Wouldn't yep. it? Yeah. We've done a That'd couple operations safe. with them um, and that's been pretty cool. So we get a little bit of like experience and seeing, I got to see kind of how they do things, but it's, um, it's, it's kind of interesting. There's always like, you talk about the rivalry between commercial and police. So there's like also a rivalry between like police and fire. And so it's always oh, really? like <laughs> fun to like show up on scene and you're just like, Hey, like I'm just here to dive. Like <laughs> I don't, I'm not there trying to cause any problems. <laughs> there are a lot of shit talking between the, yeah. the two, you know? Yeah. And it's always like, you know, who has the better gear and like whatever, right. but. Or the bigger tanks. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yep. Yeah. yeah. I'm oh, like, that's funny. Yeah. You guys work with all the agencies, right? I'm I'm just trying to picture in my head, like you've got a disaster, something happens. Do y'all show up at the same time, and then you just kind of fight over like jurisdiction, like we see in the movies? Yeah, exactly, <laughs> like in the movies. <laughs> <laughs> um, we do not like we our role by definition, and like you know how how our department is in general, being a state agency, we don't. We're, we're an assist agency. And so like, if we show up, it's because someone specifically requested us to show up. So if the sheriff's office or the fire department or like emergency management, you know, department of emergency management or something like they request us or even, you know, a federal agency, then that's why we come. And so we never come and just like take over. We just come and are basically like, Hey, what can we help you with? And Sometimes it goes like that. And then sometimes we end up kind of like working our way into like, you know, go ahead and taking over, but it's never like intentionally to, you know, it's not, it's not, it's never a pissing contest, like between agencies, at least that's not how I see it, but I'm also just there to dive. So like, I want to mm -hmm. be, that's what it's told. And <laughs> right. I get it. So scrolling through some of your Instagram photos, uh, we we were looking through it and uh it looked like you went through kind of quite a bit of a transformation a little bit there you, you know i'm not you know I'm, I'm just saying we saw some pictures on your instagram when you were a collegiate athlete you know swimmer and everything and then uh i'm gonna stick my foot <laughs> in my mouth so maybe you can take i'm over. just gonna say something before you go i i, I appreciate your squat you go all the way down <laughs> in the hole and drive back up no quarter squat Thank no you. half squat it, it's and you're and you're pushing weight like that's Thank you. Thank it's, you. it's pretty i uh, have you i had a nice little pr today so i'm pretty happy about that what, what did you hit today 375 Woo! that's big weight right there so i'm quite happy sure. with that are you gonna uh compete oh yeah i've seen you you do compete mm -hmm. right? yep yeah. i just signed up for a powerlifting meet. It's in um, it's in Maryland in July. Oh, right on! Right so on. I'm excited. I've got about I've got about three months to bring that squat over 400, and oh, we're gonna be going somewhere. Carbs, carbs, carbs. <laughs> so. But yeah, I definitely um, had a had a bit of a transformation after I graduated from the academy. Um, well, really, what sparked that? What's that? What sparked that? I mean, I've always been an athlete. I've never been like intentionally like mindful of what I'm eating. I just like, like, I mean, like when I was playing soccer, carbs, 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 like right. you know, you're is running, swimming, the same thing. Like you can't eat enough carbs. And so I got out of college, went straight to the Academy again, cardio, cardio, cardio. Like everything you do is like, you know, cause it's a living Academy. You PT every day, you PT, right, you get right. double, like all the things. And so I graduated from the Academy, like small, like I look like marathon runner, small, like, you know, and <laughs> I was just kind of like, okay, cool. Like I'm out of the, out of the Academy. I'm just going to like do my thing. And, you know, police officers, like their fun time to, to like hang out is, lunchtime or dinner time or whatever and so it's always out to eat and you just right. get into this habit of like that's what you do and then like all of a sudden you've gained 10 pounds and like you're just like oh it's fine like um but really when I gained my most weight and was probably I would say in the worst shape of my life was during scuba basic and yeah. 
Yeah. And so I don't really know like what happened. I just, you know, again, just eating out and like, you get done with training and it was like, let's go get drinks. Let's go eat. Let's go do these things. It's the drinking and the eating and you're not burning the calories. Right. And And you're just like training all day. And like some of the time, like some weeks it was just like classroom training all day. And then you just go and you eat. Like I was just talking to my friend about it the other day during it was nine weeks and just about every single morning for nine weeks i would go to panera and get like the (laughs) biggest like cinnamon crunch bagel with like all good (laughs) every morning and so then i'm just like i get on the scale and i'm like looking at myself and none of my clothes fit i'm like i don't know what happened and clearly i know what happened (laughs) so yeah i just had this like moment where we were doing a um we were on a search for about 13 days for two um missing duck hunters near the chesapeake and the james was frozen solid and so our boat like we're just like crunching through the ice like trying to just like get a path and like kind of like a last point last scene and i had all this gear on and like all these clothes and it was freezing and stuff and i was just like struggling like just totally out of shape and i'm like go to throw my tank over my head and like i can barely get it over and like get my stuff and I'm like, okay, like something's got to give. It's that and point of weakness like, that turns you around. You're like, Fuck, yeah, I can't do that. I don't want to be able to not be able to yeah. do this, you know? That's- no, and that's kind of like how I've always been. And like, you know, I would even say to the point where sometimes it's a chip on my shoulder as far as like, I want to be able to do everything just as good as everybody else, male, female, mm-hmm. whatever. But like, I'm not going to be the weakest link. And I had a moment where I was like, I could potentially be the weakest link and it's my fault. And so like, I just like, was like, all right, that's it. Um, that was like the beginning of 2017. And ever since then, I've just been kind of like on this journey, like up and down a I little never, bit and like trying to I never out, stops. Like, yeah. yeah. Once yep. you start, it becomes a lifestyle. And I mean, I, it's similar to, to my, you know, what's got me into lifting. I mean, except mine started way back in high school and I was just this uh-huh. scrawny little twig that <laughs> couldn't lift anything, you know, and, and, you know, I got into diving and, you know, and it's, it's, a, it's a hard thing that we do. It's hard on our body. And if you mm-hmm. can't lift up, these, you know, something or you're in the water for X amount of hours and you can't do something like that alone, it's like, I'm not going to be that guy. I will, right. you know, I'm going to train, I'm going to, you know, do whatever it takes. And that's, right. and, and now it's just, that's my, my happy place. It's like the yep. only place that I can find, uh, you know, freedom, you know, yep. I, I don't, it's frowned upon to choke people out, right? But when you're in the gym, you can slam and bang and lift all the shit you want and you feel all right. Yep. And uh, so that's yep. that's kind of that's kind of where I'm at right now. I you know, it's definitely a journey and it's you can definitely get sucked into like it becoming a I would say an obsession, but there is a fine line and you know it's different for everybody as far as like if you're more of like wanting to be aesthetic or wanting to be, but like for me, I'm happiest being strong. And so, like, if I can be strong and I can do my job and, like, you know, I cannot, you know, like, get my ass kicked on the side of the road or whatever, like, then I'm happy. So, mm-hmm. definitely. <laughs> uh, I, and this is my my first time, like, training for a, a physique competition. Mm-hmm. And uh, I can definitely say my body is happier when I'm eating all the carbs that I want and lifted heavy weights instead yep. of reps. This, this is probably the hardest, you know, type of training i've done just the because of the the diet wise you know what you can eat and and what you can eat and it's it's all clean and there's cardio and i hate cardio i hate it i hate it i hate it it, but it's necessary yeah but i mean one thing that i found in this i've never eaten right that's the one thing that i've missed in my whole you know career of lifting and I've noticed since I've started this training since January, I've been eating clean. I eat six meals a day and it's, it's clean. It's chicken breast, you know, rice, asparagus, ground Turkey, all the, Mm -hmm. all the blandest foods in the world, but it's, it's lean muscle that you're, that you're packing on. And well, when I was bulking, my body was happy and then they started taking meals away and I'm like (laughs) pissed off at everybody. And you, you slowly see it. And I mean, it's a, it's a different, it's completely different, but uh, I, I, I was wanting to do like a powerlifting competition, but I mean, for my weight and height, I'd end up getting beat by some five, six Korean dude that has a range of motion, you know, not much. And you know, I'm yep. six foot. I got a, I got yeah. a long ways to go, you know? Yep. So that's, that's why I kind of like decided to do this, but. 
so, I think Armando, you you wanted to talk about uh, for people that wanted to get you know into shape or start to mm-hmm. uh, get into that. You know, and I would say my biggest pointer is consistency. Your diet is that you you probably hear it all the time. Diet is everything, it, and it really, it really is. Whether you're powerlifting, whether you're trying to just to be fit, you eat the right foods, your body is going to react. It's going to be happy. Your your mindset's going to change. It, it all is, and it's consistency. The more consistent you are, and, and it takes time. And it's there's no replacement or, or substitute to, you know, start that go. You know, start the ball rolling. It now, is, is this something where you have to go all in? Or can you just uh, I, take little baby steps? I, 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 mean, I would say both. Both of you guys can answer on this, please. I think that as long as you don't go in with the mindset of this is going to be a quick fix, that sure. you you can ease into it and kind of like I mean that's how I did it. Like I always just kind of like educated myself. I tried intermittent fasting. I did keto for just a small amount of time. That was no go for me. Um, and so I'm always like. I don't, I don't ever want people to think that I, the way I did it and the way I'm doing it now is like the only way you can do it. But I will say that no matter what you do, like it's calories in and calories out and that's it. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't. And so what you're eating matters a hundred percent, but if you're eating more than you're burning, you're not going to lose weight. Exactly. It's, and so that's two plus two, right? <laughs> of, if you're just doing it to lose fat, um, okay. So you eat one meal a day, say you eat a Chick-fil-A combo, you're probably going to lose weight like that, but like, that's not the healthiest way to do it. And so, so if you want to lose all weight in, and lose muscle, right. So if you want to be all in and do it mm. the right way, um, you know, it's, it's calories and it's, and it's the nutrition value of your food. You want to eat food that is nutrient dense and that's, what's going to keep you full. Mm-hmm. And keep you from binge eating at, you know, 11 o'clock at night, like we all do sometimes, though. But, yeah, no, I mean, it's hard to get into, and it's definitely something that you have to, like, work at, especially, like, during the summer when everybody wants to go out and go to cookouts and, like, everything like that. I mean, I've never done uh, bodybuilding or I've never done, you know, any any shows, but I, I cut for um, the squat challenge at the Arnold Classic last mm. March. I cut, I only had to cut like eight pounds and I thought that I was going to die. <laughs> like, I just, I was like, I'm, I'm not going to survive this. Like, I'm about to squat and die on the stage. Like, it'll be fine. It's, it'll work. It'll be worth it. But it, I mean, that is, the, you're right. That's the toughest part, but it's, it's literally the most important part as far as being successful in maintaining or changing your body composition the way you want to. And part of the reason why I kind of wanted to talk about all this, uh, JC and Kara, is that uh, commercial diving and and also working diving. You're also a working diver, you know, wouldn't classify you, Kara, as commercial diver. You're a working public service diver, you know, and and, and, uh, you're pretty much a professional athlete. We're all professional athletes, you know, the the kind of stuff that we do, you know, it's all heavy on the body, swimming, constant swimming, you know, working underwater with resistance and, 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 uh, a lot of us were athletes. I've met some professional athletes. I had a had a friend that I worked with that was a professional hockey player, and uh, another one, you know, was a football uh, collegiate football player. And, and we run across divers that have, you know, done these amazing things. And uh, like you said, you kind of just stop doing it, and then you just kind of let yourself go. You know, you don't even know what happened. Mm-hmm. You know, so um, again, that's why I want to touch on this. You know, try try to get some tips from you guys and. Uh, kind of try to turn things around for those that want to turn things around. That's the thing. If you're happy with the way you are, you know, your, your shape and size. And if you're happy with it and you're still able to accomplish your tasks that you want to accomplish and it doesn't get in the way of your life, more power to you. You know, we're, we're not body shaming or anything here. We're, we're not mm-hmm. saying you should do this or should do that. We're just saying right. if you're like myself that, that want to cut a little bit. And I right. say this as I'm drinking like two beers right now. But, uh, <laughs> Hey, and drinking is all right in moderation, you know. I, yeah. I, I mean, you got to be comfortable with your lifestyle. You can't just, I, I just stop and hit the wall and go straight for the for the mountain. You know, I mean, that's not going to work for most people. You got to ease into it. 
And I'm, I, this is what I always say. You know, if you're going to a gym or whatever, half the battle is showing up. You show up, you're going to do something. I mean, something's going to happen, you know. You just keep applying yourself mm -hmm. and do something. You'll figure it out. You'll fail. You'll learn, oh, this doesn't work for me. It, you got to know your body type, you know. Like, okay, this is, you know, if you're an endomorph or if you're skinny and it's hard for you to put on weight, well, you got to eat a lot. If you naturally just are big, well, I mean, you got to watch what you eat. And, or just, you know, focus on what's, you know, your, your, uh, your strong point, you know, and, yeah. and just keep, keep going at it, man. And yeah. Uh, and you have to find that thing that, that when you're not motivated, you're by your, like, you're not self-motivated all the time. No one is like motivation no. is not what's going to get you through but it is that consistency and knowing that you're doing something that is sustainable and so you can't be you know doing this like crazy diet thinking that you know you're going to lose all this weight and then go back to the way you were like it does have to be a lifestyle thing and so you have to choose something for yourself that you know is going to be sustainable and that's not going to make you miserable to yo-yo back and forth between you know this and that um and that's not the same for everybody and that's fine as long as it's something that right. you know that you're happy with and dude i'm losing weight and i eat five six meals a day i never even thought those words would even come out of my mouth <laughs> and it, it's just the science behind it you know like yeah. dude, the way it was explained to me is it, i eat every two hours and it's like a picture of furnace and that mm -hmm. furnace is constantly burning and you add food in there and it burns even more and you add and you're constantly burning and then after a while it becomes uh, a, like a habit for your 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 metabolism there we go there we go there we go there it is <laughs> that, that stupid thing i hate the metabolism oh. yeah it, it it starts to to realize hey i'm burning all the time i need this food i need it and mm -hmm. you can't burn uh you can lose weight and still eat mm -hmm. you don't have to like eat one meal or whatever it's just you gotta have the right macros you know and that that's and this is me saying this in three months of learning this. I've never done this <laughs> in my entire life of lifting, um, eat whatever, lift heavy, yep. you know, and, and that's, I, I love to squat. That's my, that's my, that's my thing right there is, is squats and deadlifts, everything else yep. for the birds. Same. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. here's a funny story. You know, I, I, this happened, I'd say about, uh, I want to say like about six months ago. So, I was, I was, you know, drinking, doing my thing a little bit, you know, went to go get some pizza and right next door to the pizza place, you know, I was getting pizza for the family and stuff. And, and uh, right next door was this like Mexican weight loss store. Um, I'm not sure if you know about these, Kara, because uh, I'm not sure how many Mexicans are on the northeast <laughs> over there because it's kind of cold for our people. We're very <laughs> So it was a store that was like in Spanish and stuff. And it had like this whole weight loss, you know, stuff, lose weight now type of thing, you know. And uh, so I just stumble in there and I'm like, you know, I'm sick of my life. I need to lose some weight. And so she ends up selling me their super deluxe premium package. And it was like $290. And uh, it was like these weird pills they're definitely not fda approved or whatever they are. <laughs> weird pills and powders and stuff and she was explaining how to do it and how to take it and so that was the one of the most expensive drunk purchases i've ever made so since i didn't make that purchase <laughs> i had to use it i started using it consistently i was doing good for like three weeks and then i ended up getting a couple kidney stones and was like okay maybe this stuff is not good for my body yeah oh my god so what kind yeah. of stuff do you guys recommend to like, you know, give us that little, that little boost, you know, that little head start that some of us kind of need, you know, is it just pure uh, natural stuff or is there some, some stuff that we can pick up like a, you know, creatine explosion was, powder, things like that, you know, uh, stay, what's stay your away theories, from creatine. your thoughts on that? There's, you can have a uh, L carnitine. There's, it's a, uh, L carnitine that helps, uh, you know, start burning fat and it helps you sweat a lot more. Uh, I'll use that stuff. Uh, where's my gym bag? I got some other stuff. Uh, CLA, uh, I think it's, that's what it's called. CLA is, another... is good too, right? No, I mean, <laughs> it depends on what you, I mean, what you're doing. I mean, but I, I you know we around... had some pretty, 
we had some pretty serious conversations about getting some HGH from Canada while we were at Homestead. <laughs> I don't know if you heard about some of that oh, stuff. Oh, yeah. I, I know exactly which people those are, but I won't <laughs> drop names. Uh, <laughs> but, I mean, really, in reality, there's, it, there's, there's no replacement for just good old-fashioned work i mean those those two things i mentioned but that's about all i really use for to help you know supplement uh uh burning of fat and whatnot but i mean there's there's all sorts of over-the-counter stuff you can take hydroxy cut i mean i've tried that that gets you mm-hmm. freaking ringing man you send you to the moon you, you gotta be careful with some of that stuff i mean yeah and a lot of it like that the story you just told us with the, the mexican store and you got to be careful what you take because a lot of people will just, you know, you, you don't know what you're taking. A lot of it's just hocus pocus bullshit you find off the shelf and find up, you wind up with a kidney stone. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, funny story um, that I left out earlier, along with um, my call out and everything that happened at the Chesapeake, the night before that call out, I was supposed to get weighed for work and we use this very outdated um bmi chart you know height weight and i've never fit into it and i still don't fit into it even at my smallest just you know because I'm, I'm only five four and so like my body weight and everything it never adds up anyway i knew i was going to be overweight and <laughs> before i say this don't do this anyone because it, it, it will you will lose weight but don't do it disclaimer um, do yeah. not yeah. do what I'm about to say. <laughs> but this is like, I mean, I always like tell this story because it's like, this is the point I was at where I was like, I knew I needed to do something different. And I was still in the mindset of like, well, I'll just do it real quick. And I, I had this great idea to drink two bottles of magnesium citrate. Oof. <laughs> Holy moly. Two bottles. I just read yeah, an article. So not to like what it does. But I mean, we're all divers, I think, even though we're not the same. So like, I don't, I have, I have, I have no shame. So I (laughs) shit my brains out all night and was completely dehydrated. Like I'm talking about, like, I could barely open my mouth because I had no fluid in my body. Like my organs, ashy, everything. And I'm laying in the bed and I'm just like, just please take me. Just take me. I don't even want to be here anymore. And my phone rings. Two o'clock. Hey, we got a call out. And I'm like, great. <laughs> this is great. And so that's the part I left out earlier. But that's really like the starting point of when I was like, okay, like that was really stupid. And it could have went really bad. Thank God it didn't go as bad as it could have potentially went in a dry suit, if you understand what I'm saying. But uh, I was like... <laughs> I was like, this is not it. This is not it. And so I never wanted to never do. And I never wanted to get to that point where I thought that, oh, I'll just, you know, take this, drink this bottle and I'll lose these five pounds that I need to lose and everyone would be fine. I'll just go back to eating my, you know, buffalo chips and potatoes <laughs> every day. And <laughs> You know what so, the weirdest? Yeah, I tried it all. And I, my favorite thing, literally, I love when people ask me, like, especially on Instagram and stuff, like, they'll be like, hey, I found your page through this or whatever. Like, do you have any tips? And I'm like, oh, yes, please ask me all the questions because I love giving my advice, even though it's not expert advice, like self-taught over here through trial and error, lots of error. And like, I mean, there's no like stupid questions. Like we've all had questions and we've all done stupid things, like pretty stupid. So I don't know. It's just one of those things that you have to want it for you. And you have to want it for the right reasons, not so that you can make a height weight chart that doesn't matter anyway. <laughs> Definitely sounds like something I would have done. Like, <laughs> I wouldn't even have thought twice about it. I'm like, it's got to like, do what you got to do. I didn't even need to. I didn't even need. No, I don't. I that's started not, with one. Yeah. <laughs> Oh. I don't know. I don't know. Well, oh. hey, at least you didn't fill your dry suit with brown oh, sludge. <laughs> Seriously. Seriously. I've only met one guy that's done something similar to that with his dry suit. <laughs> I've, I've met no, a couple people. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Oh. So, so what's your uh, Instagram <laughs> handle that way? If anyone, you know, is curious to see uh, kind of the gains that you've made, what, uh, What's your Instagram profile handle name? Um, so it's 1859 spelled out like 
completely spelled out and that's it in case you want to know who the magnesium citrate girl is it's 1859 mm-hmm. <laughs> that's going to be your new name now. He, he said he said you got a signature move and i want to see it you got to show me this i don't know you said you tell me something like i don't know <laughs> yeah that's for my squats <laughs> Oh, you, I'm going to you, see you, it. You yeah. almost have enough hair. You could probably do it. I've got the red flare going. Legit. Yep. <laughs> yep. So, so Kara's got the signature uh, hair flip. Yep. You know, that's been, that's been, uh, it's been all the rage now. <laughs> yep. Oh. That's, that's pretty cool. So yeah, log on to her Instagram page to see that, uh, the signature hair flip. And uh, yeah, she doesn't tie her hair back. She just goes for it, all all natural. Just let yep. it go wild. Yeah, flips it back and then kills it. I've found a, um, or followed and like connected with a couple different like commercial divers, um, and I, and it's so cool. Like it's so cool to me. I love when they post pictures of like what what y'all do, and I like have no idea what any of it is, but it looks so cool. So I'm like totally down for it. You're lucky You've to get a, a hat picture. Before, right? <laughs> Do I? You're lucky to get I'm a sorry. picture with the water that we dive in, you know? Yeah. Like, you get a, someone gets a good picture, you know they have a great, they're ha- they have a good dive, you know? Right. Most of the time, yeah. you can't see anything. I can't imagine yeah. diving in the Chesapeake. I mean. Yeah. We have. Don't we but, do most of our dives are, are in, in swamps and like ponds that are in people's like cow pastures and like things like that and so when I first started diving that's how I learned how to dive I never dove you know like I didn't get my open water in the Caribbean or anything like that and so like you didn't get no candy ass biz yeah and that's how I got used to like my very first dive where I did all of my like you know basic skills for scuba I couldn't see anything and you have that moment where you're like okay like it's just me down here and i gotta like do this for me and and but then you get used to it and like now even if i think i can kind of see like you might have two or three foot of visibility i just close my eyes yeah because i'm like you you see better with your eyes closed you use your hot yeah your hand eyes eyes. exactly and people like people that don't dive like they can't even believe it they're just like what's like how do you do that and i'm just like for me it's like relaxing I mean, it's just like you go down there and you have one task that you know you're trying to do, whatever it is, and you can't think about anything else at the time because, like, you have to focus on that and you have to focus on staying alive and you just Mm -hmm. get it done. And there's something that's like calming about that for me is not worrying about, you know, whatever else is going on in the world. So I honestly don't want to see anything down there. I don't want to see critters moving. I don't want to see nothing. I'd rather see nothing than something. You know I, what I, mean? <laughs> I made a mistake one time they were like oh you have pretty good visibility you can see and i was like okay cool we're in this nasty pond and i have my eyes open and i'm like swimming and i swam into like this nest of salamanders Ooh. and they go everywhere and so i'm like oh my Gross. god and so then like the rest of the dive you're just like psyching yourself out and i was doing a, i was doing a grid search and so every time i knew i was like kind of close to that area again i would like cringe and then i like started picturing that one of the salamanders had like went down my suit and i was just like and then i was like all right i gotta just hurry up and finish but i've never opened my eyes since then because i don't need to see that like if it happens it happens but i don't need to know right 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 but yeah it's good stuff definitely (laughs) salamanders salamanders i've never seen one i've seen a leech before while i was diving those things look weird like little ribbons going through the water yeah leeches we get, we get a lot of snapping turtles and cats. See, I don't I don't need to see that. Like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is like, I mean, I don't I don't need to see no shadows. Like, I don't need to be nope. freaking myself out. I got out. Ne- I got a, I got enough on my mind. I don't need to see shadows. <laughs> but where's yep. those those sea lions? You know, you'll be lurking around, and you just you just know there's something <laughs> swimming around you, like double taking yep. and forget what you're doing and. No, I've never, I've never had any sea lions. I we we did have a bull shark one time. Oh man! So that was that was fun, but we don't we don't train there anymore. So <laughs> I heard those bull sharks are real aggressive. Yeah, we were like, uh, we were again. I mean, we do a lot of our training in like the dismal swamp and stuff, and we uh, had a training dive, and it was close to 
a clam farm or something to do with like clams. And so there was like shells, like clam shells all in the water and like discarded clams or whatever. And one of the other, one of my um, dive partners was do, finishing his search and he, there was a shark in the water. And so we're like tugging on his line, like getting him to come up. And so he comes up and he gets out of the water and we're like, there's a shark down there. Like you need to get out. He's like, Oh, he's like, well, I think it knocked my mask off. He's like, I thought you were playing with me. He's like, but something like whipped his mask all the way off. And he was like, yeah, mother-. and like thought it was one of us like messing with him. <laughs> I was like, no, that was definitely a shark. Oh, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> so, so they're like, well, we probably won't come back here anymore, but that's yeah. funny. Yeah, but that's that. That's a uh, that's some pretty sketchy stuff you guys find yourself in with the you know no viz and you got to rig up cars and stuff like that. You know, yeah. Um, given a lot of times when we roll up, you know, it's someone's already surveyed and we're there to do the work. You know. Yeah, we just sometimes. I mean, there's always a plan, but the plan never goes exactly how you want it to when you're dealing with stuff like that, especially a lot of the cars we recover in rivers. And so like dealing with the current is like a whole, you know, separate thing as far as like, as soon as you lift that car and it starts to float just a little bit, it's going to go with the current. And so then you're like fighting, you know, this car and, you know, you're kind of just like winging it as far as like how you maintain, like you're keeping the car where it's supposed to be. But (laughs) (laughs) we had a a couple of weeks ago and it was just, just happened to be, we found this like old, boat ramp and we we're like well we'll side scan and see if there's anything here and there was three stolen cars and so one of the two of the cars were like on top of each other and so that was like interesting like to get them like you know separated and then out of the mud and like all so everything everyone every call is just different and you just kind of like go with it and as long as you like can trust the people that you're with and you know again you know your physical ability like that's kind of what gets you through mm-hmm that's got to be like an East Coast thing because, I mean, <laughs> when I was working on the East Coast, there's like cars and specifically it was in Miami where we found a ton of cars while we were working, like just in the canals and the waterways and stuff, you know. So I, I, I think that's just odd. People just drive the cars into the dark canals. <laughs> yeah. I mean, why don't you just leave them on the side of the road, you know, as if it's going to bite? Yeah, I, I just don't get it. Yeah, you know, we you get go in a the lot. car. Why ditch in the water? we do a lot of stuff with um, insurance fraud. And so people will say their car is stolen and really they just want the insurance oh. money. That happens a lot. Um, and the, and the two of the cars, two of the three, that's what it happened is they were reported stolen and then they got the insurance mo- money for them and then they were found, you know? And so like that happens, we found um, a couple suicides. Um, so like we found a missing person case from 2013. We just, we found the van and the bones of the guy for, for a missing person's case from 2013. And that was a suicide. There was a two by four taped to the gas pedal and the windows were, all the windows were rolled down. And so it's like, you know, that happens sometimes. Sometimes people just do it because they're junk cars and they think it's fun. I don't know, but there's lots of cars everywhere. I'd rather blow it up than to throw it in the water. (laughs) I mean, what, you yeah. just see a big splash? I don't know what oh. the fascination is with that, but it's fun for us. So Awesome. Um, is there any kind of last words that, I mean, not last words, but is there anything <laughs> else you'd like to say on this podcast before we kind of wrap it up here? Um, I mean, thanks for having me, first of all. Like, this has been fun, and I would, I'm definitely, like, very interested in, commercial diving as far as like what y'all do like i feel like i don't feel the i don't feel the rivalry at all like i would just like to know like it sounds like y'all do cool stuff too so um yeah i mean like if anybody has any questions about like fitness stuff like i said i mean hit me up because i love it like i love people asking questions because like i had those questions too and you want to know how to squat hit her up (laughs) 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 yep and definitely like if you after you do your um show do a powerlifting competition they're so much fun like oh that's that's definitely on the list it's definitely on the list i'm just i'm gonna go for it i'm still like relatively healthy and in one piece you know (laughs) yeah but no definitely so you are doing a competition pretty soon, though, right, Kara? Is that something yeah. that we're going to be able to look out for and uh, kind of cheer you on? 
Yep. Um, I think they'll probably have a live feed. It's uh, not until July, the beginning of July. So um, yeah, I'll, I'll definitely post if there's a live feed or something on there, but I'll keep it updated. That's kind of my thing right now that I'm focusing on. So nice. Awesome. Oh, forgot to ask like one of the most important questions and this goes for the both of you. <clears throat> I have to clear my throat for the question. <laughs> so your opinion, what is the worst possible food food that you can eat if you're trying to maintain some kind of fitness in your life? I would uh, say not eating is it's not the food. It's what you do after you eat. So if you go and smash a pizza at night and you don't do anything the next day uh, to, that can equate to burn those those calories. That's where you fuck up. I don't I don't think I just I don't think that, uh, it, you know, the food necessarily is bad it, it is bad but i mean if you do you know go run a mile or two there's something to extinguish those, those calories it. yeah yeah but okay. i mean yeah just know that you if know? you're going to eat a whole pizza by yourself you've got to run like a good five miles. <laughs> yeah, i would say anything with uh, excess amount of sugar sugar is yeah is bad. Sugar carbs good pizza pump is a real thing and huh, i'm telling sure. you what the next day after I smash a pizza, I feel great and I look great. <laughs> but I can't do I, that two I, days in a row. <laughs> yeah, I would That's, say I'm, I'm glad you asked this. This doesn't really answer it, but this is a good point. If you have something that is just like, you know, you can't control yourself when you eat it. Um, like then nothing. the worst possible thing, <laughs> the worst possible thing you can do is try to eliminate it. Like mm -hmm. you, it, because all you're going to do is obsess about it and, you know, like, oh, I'll have it on my cheat day. I'll have it, you know, and then like all of a sudden it becomes this binge that you can't control. And so just my opinion is whatever thing it is, even if it's alcohol, like don't totally eliminate it and like put yourself in this obsession about why you can't have it. Just give it to yourself in moderation. Like if you can't stop thinking about it, whatever, like say it's Oreos. If you can't stop thinking about Oreos Ooh. all day, just eat an Oreo. Don't wait. And then, you know, think that it's okay to eat the whole pack. Okay. So uh, I mean, that's just how I feel. And that's so uh, like, I, I between the both of you guys, I mean, given both, both your training for competition. So you're, you're eating, you know, to compete. So this is a little bit different, but when you're not eating to compete, um, you guys still eat stuff that you like eating. Is that what you're getting at? You just kind of tone it oh, down. Oh, she just she just told my fucking story. <laughs> oh, that okay. was me that today. Is. That was me today. And, I'm, I, and that's exactly she's right. Don't cut it out because you'll end up smashing a whole pack of Oreos. Are you and you'll just a whole pack so, right now? I smashed a don't whole pack do it. as soon as I got off. I got I already did it, bro, and it went worked oh, out. Okay. I was like, whatever, dude. I did <laughs> It, it is what it is, bro. And she has a perfect point. I did not know point. that. I did not I, know that. It's funny you say that because, like, I, I I do exactly what she said. I will cut it out, and I don't really obs obsess over it. But once it's in my head, I'm a glutton. <laughs> yeah. I will. I will. I can't stop till it's gone. <laughs> and I'll See, eat it once it is. Perfect yep. example. Perfect I'm not hilarious. perfect. I mean, and that's my that's my weak point. It's my diet. Yeah. But yeah, it's funny. But yeah, yeah, to answer your question, like when, I, when I'm not training for a competition, I'll have a couple weeks where I'll just kind of like eat whatever I want, but I like to feel good and I sleep better and like I generally feel like a better person when I kind of just eat how I normally eat. And so even just mm -hmm. like subconsciously, you get into this, you know, habit and lifestyle of choosing healthier options. And I don't know about like you, but I have gotten to the point where I pretty much know what my macros are, even though I'm not tracking them. Like I can tell you mm -hmm. how much, how much protein is in four ounces of chicken and you know, how much fat and about like what I need to get to get to my protein intake right. for the day. And okay. it's huh. just, I mean, you just, you just, you just know it, now. But, yeah. I mean, that's a, it's exactly right. And I think about it in the bigger picture. It's like, how many times did I fuck up versus how many times did I eat properly and clean? And it's like, yep. they, they say a diet is really only effective for about four weeks. And I mean, if you stay like, you, you know, six months on a diet you're going to be unhappy pissed off it's better to take go four weeks on take a week or a couple of days off eat be yep. happy get back on it you know continue yep. 
I, I and mean, I'll say this too: if you go on vacation and you're trying to stretch, like if you're not if you're not prepping for a competition or anything like that, and you're going on vacation and you're trying to kind of maintain what you're doing, at the very least, uh, prioritize protein and mm-hmm. drink your water, and mm-hmm. then do whatever you want. But as long as you're getting enough protein and as long as you're still drinking your water, when you get back from vacation, like you're going to be fine. Like yep. don't don't stress over you know enjoying yourself when you're you know doing something like that, but protein i think is probably the most important to kind of prioritize just because it's what keeps you full anyway so right. and we all kind of know what has protein in it like you're like okay i look at a steak i know that's got protein i don't need to know how much is in it but i know if i eat this steak or i eat yep. this chicken I'm, I'm i'm eating a lot of it I'm, i think i'm all right you know stay yep. away from the keep the rice at bay a little bit you need carbs but that's <laughs> yeah. what people misunderstand like i yeah. mean unless you're keto and i, yeah. I don't know my go-to because i'm on the road all the time and so i have very limited options especially if it's like several days where i'm or there's no way i can pack food um are the core power i don't know if i guess their core power uh protein shakes and they have Mm -hmm. 42 gram bottles which are gross but like if you need that much protein then you can you can drink it and then they have 24 gram ones and i'll get one of those a banana and pretzels and like, you is know, it the healthiest? A, no, but like, it, I know that it's consistent, and I know how it makes me feel, and I know that I can, you know, you're getting your macros. Right. Yeah, and yeah. so that's just kind of like my go-to is like protein. Whenever I go into, I go into a gas station all the time, and it'll, I'll do, I'll say, say to myself, protein, carb, fat, and I'll get a protein first, and then a carb, and then like sometimes I'll do cashews or something like that for a fat, mm-hmm. and like that's yeah. it, and then so. I mean, it's doable even when, like, you know, you don't have a good situation set up as far as, like, being able to prep for it. But Right. I just felt like you're going and smashing a cheeseburger, you're going out, and, like, yeah. you know, and it's, it's just those simple, I wouldn't say simple, but those little conscious changes in your diet, you know? Like, even if you're at a gas station, like, you can eat healthy-ish mm-hmm. out of gas station. You know, you can jerk it, you can, like, especially 7-Eleven. 7-Eleven. 7-Eleven nachos with cheese. That's... <laughs> You could eat that. Oh my god! You got your cars. You got your. <laughs> we all know. Yeah. As long as you have a diet coke, right? Then you're okay. <laughs> oh, oh, zero sugar. Zero my sugar. bad. Coke, this, coke zero. Coke zero. Right, there you go. I have this horrible fear, very irrational fear that I'll like, I'll, especially at Chick Fil A, I'll ask for a diet lemonade, and I'm like, I don't actually know the difference in the taste. So, like, what if they didn't really give me diet lemonade? And I'm like, then I just like psych myself completely out for no reason. I'm like, all this sugar I could be drinking. Like, what if they gave me the regular lemonade? And I'm just like, oh, okay, yeah, relax. Like, freaking relax. Like, everything is like, doesn't have to be so serious. But that's what I do. Right. Like, since I'll like go to the drive through somewhere. I'll be like, a diet lemonade or, a, or, you know, Diet Coke sometimes. And I'll just be like, what if it's not really diet? <laughs> <laughs> That's too funny. So if, I, if I'm going to Chick Fil A, I want the good stuff. Give me that sugar <laughs> and that lemonade, and give me yeah. all the sauce, extra cheese, extra meat, mm. whatever. I want it. Yeah. Awesome, man. So, so those are good answers. You know, it's not one of those things where it's like you've got to, you know, not enjoy life. You know, yeah. you don't have to go crazy and and just drink no. through a straw or have the slim fast <laughs> thing. You know. Uh, you can still enjoy what you like eating and, and, and just maintain a healthy lifestyle. Awesome. Thanks no. a lot. But yeah, so we don't want to keep you too much longer, Kara. It looks like a looks like you're in the car there. And uh so stay you know, just wanna tell you to stay safe out there and thanks a lot for coming on to the bottom dwellers dive shack and kinda just uh sharing with us your, you know, personal journey. Um and uh also we look forward to kind of seeing you, you know, compete in the future and uh, we're all cheering you on. You're now a Bottom Dwellers alumni, so yeah. keep listening, stay tuned, and uh, yeah, that's uh, that's Kara, and uh, your Instagram again was a uh, what it was? It's eighteen fifty nine. Just spelled out one word. Eighteen fifty nine. All right, yep. awesome. So go ahead and give her a like and a follow, and also like and follow the Bottom Dwellers Dive Shack on uh, Instagram and Facebook. All right, Instagram is Bottom Dwellers DS. Facebook is Bottom Dwellers Dive Shack. Then JC, you're a gym diver. Yeah, uh, gym diver. You're going to be competing pretty soon too, so you know. Yep. We'll May 29th. Uh, May 29th. Ooh, up. And again, I we're all can't pulling wait for you. Nine more weeks. 
We're all pulling for you, and Thank as soon you. as you win yeah. it, then we're gonna go out and get wasted. Yeah, Choc- chocolate, wasted. <laughs> chocolate cheeseburgers wasted, yeah. cheeseburgers and cheeseburgers and beer and oh, cheeseburgers and beer, yeah. man. It sounds like a Jimmy Buffett song. Oh, tacos and beer, tacos and beer. There we go. Yeah. All right, Kara. Awesome, man. Thanks, thanks for coming on. And uh, yeah, thank you. Yeah, like I said, stay, stay safe out there. I know you got to work the uh, work the beat, and uh, it's not a very friendly atmosphere right now for uh, police officers. And just to let you know, you know, we're all behind you guys. And uh, mm-hmm. you know, like I said, we got your guys' back. Thank you. I appreciate that. All right. All right. All right. LB Diver out. All right. Take it easy. All right, bottom dwellers. I hope you enjoyed this uh, latest chamber run. Be sure to like and follow our social media pages. On our Instagram is Bottom Dwellers DS. Our Facebook page, Bottom Dwellers Dive Shack. And you can follow me personally at LB Diver on both. Also, be sure to check out our website, thebottomdwellers.com. We've also got that diver line that you guys can leave messages, leave stories, uh, or just your basic hate mail. Whatever you got, give it to us. We'll take it. Also, be sure to... uh, to stay tuned and uh, stay updated. The more news uh, that comes out, the more we'll cover it. So we'll also be having diver spotlights. So if you got some good stories or if you want to be on the show, hit us up, send us an email, and uh, we'll, we'll try to get you on. Other than that, you guys out there, make sure you stay safe, stay wet, and stay salty. <laughs>